Hi, MMI fans. It's me, your friendly neighbourhood Colin, and I'm here to tell you about all the amazing content over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish. It's an absolute treasure trove for fans of Emma and Sarah Jane with hours upon hours of outtakes, exclusive shows and fantastic monthly specials all for the low, low price of €6 per month. Featuring... The fan favourite MMI Drive, the amazing MMI Bite Size, the spectacular MMI Behind the Music, and my very own Maximilian's Mailbag, where we answer all your questions. So, what are you waiting for? Join the fun over at www.patreon.com forward slash murder most Irish. Have you seen what she did yeah. today? And people are like, eh, she sounds crazy. I'm like, she doesn't sound crazy. She's fucking pissed. And she's been given permission to use her own Instagram account again properly, clearly. She's like, fuck all of them. Is your sister? Fuck my sister. Yeah. yeah her sister's a little snake. But they're all making a fortune over, like. But yeah, she's annoyed. She's angry. Brit Brit's angry. She is angry. She's dead right. I don't understand the dance symbol. I understand a lot of it. When you think about it, how would she be normal? No, I don't. I'm not even about the normal. Emma, I don't get uh, dancing, <laughs> what the dancing today. Is. She, you don't understand the kids and their TikToks. Like the... They all do that. No one can see, but I'm popping and I'm locking. Popping and locking and locking and popping. Anyway. It's the TikTok kids. It's the TikTok kids. The TikTok kids. Nikita's doing... Or Nikita. Lily's doing a summer camp. Oh, when she started? Yeah, she started today. And, um... Did she like it? Who knows? She she came out and she said she liked it, but then when I was leaving to come here today, she was like, I don't want to go to summer camp tomorrow. And I was like, why? And she was like, I just, it's like school. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is it? I was like, you're sitting in the field dancing all day. Oh, so she's not school or anything? No, it's like literally a drama and summer camp. Oh, maybe thing. it's just that she's like, I don't want to get up in the morning. Maybe that's what it is more than. She's like, how many days? It's like five. <laughs> she's like, that's the same amount of time as school. How long is she going to be there for? Five days! No, but like for, for oh, a period of time. Oh, it's like. Oh, just this week. Ah, give it up, Lily. Yeah, I was like, make a friend, will you? You're fine. Fucking socially inept. <laughs> Lily's not socially inept. Lily's really good with people. Uh, yeah, oh. she's oh, not overly Lily confident. Was, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't describe her as socially inept at all. She's not as bad as Graham. No. I'm going to fart. <laughs> there we go, broke tension. <laughs> I can't help it. I had some cheese. What kind of cheese? I just oh, it smells really bad. Yeah, well, you can stay over there. I won't move. I had some cheddar cheese today, and it's gone through me like for a fucking shortcut. So, apologies. Yeah, well, listen, we're back now, aren't we? Here's <laughs> <laughs> what you missed. Tom's gonna cut out. Anyway. Uh, no, he isn't. He does. He does. He some farts he cuts out. Why farts that make him go? Jesus Christ! He cuts those farts out. There's some farts where he's like, ah, that was a funny fart. That's like a. I know he won't like that fart. <laughs> It was too intense and it went on too long. That's if it was like, fart, but it went, that's getting caught. Nobody knows. Uh, that fart's gone. Uh, anyway, fart gone. we've been off for two weeks. We've been off for two weeks. Well, we gave you a little episode last week. Yeah, because Colly is a fucking whore. Colin's a whore. Um, but actually, fair play to him because we got like eight patrons out of it. So. Did we? Yeah. 
Yeah, we did. Oh my did God, cunt. Fair play, he's a bit of a genius, so he is. He but is yeah, good. no, this is the first time we've recorded in like three Well, this is the first time we've done an episode. Yeah, in like two yeah. weeks. Three in weeks. Three, two weeks. Two weeks. Two two weeks. weeks we yeah. took a proper break. We did. Um, We just did the Patreon thing with Collie, and that was actually really fun. It was really fun. Um, But we took some time off, um, which wasn't back. really time off, because both of us were working. Yeah, and we were still getting we Collie were still like, for a living. So we had to record stuff, but I, you know, whatever. That's it, but shit's going off. It's Freedom Day today. Oh, English. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. Oh. Jesus, Mary and St. Joseph, what are they doing? I think I want to go. <laughs> to Freedom Day? Just yeah. for Freedom Day? Okay, good Freedom times. Day. Did you see the clips of all the people on the dance floors? No. So they like open the dance floors in the nightclubs? I can't wait for the montage of them being on the dance floor and then in the hospital. Yeah. Do you want to hear uh, something hilarious? Hilarious. Hilaria. Hilaria Baldwin. Oh, my Baldwin needs <laughs> Um So uh, I was in work, as you know, I do work <clears throat> in York and I work with loads of English people and I spend a lot of my time on the phone to English people. And I was on a conference call and it was the day we have to talk about this. I'll talk about it and it'll be a little segue into it. So it's the Euro Cup finals which were held in Wembley. Britain and Italy. And every person I spoke to was like, it's coming home in work, right? And I was like, do you know what? These are a bunch of cunts. Um, it didn't. Then, there was a couple of people I spoke to that were like, I've got tickets to the to the match. The final. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, are you going to go? And they were like, well, yeah, like, like, we're, like, we're taking it home. And I was like, yeah, I know, but like, like the numbers on the day of like I think we're like 30,000 yeah, or something right and uh, I was rave. like okay well have a good time and then uh, I have spoken to four of them oh do they all have the Rona? they all have COVID shit every single yeah, one of them gonna has COVID but like there's gonna they had like 50,000 cases 58,000 cases so that's a spike obviously from everything that was going on like I am watching this and I'm just baffled like uh, he tried to not isolate yeah yeah like he's like we're gonna have to live with it you're gonna have to live with it because you have access to the best doctors in the world people that are getting know the nhs is fantastic but the nhs is already crippled like they can't manage this i follow a lady on instagram and her son is a nurse in the uk and he's just like we can't deal with this like we can't we can't function like my mum was telling me she was watching a show last week about a doctor who had to move out of his home away from his newborn child and his wife because he was so exposed to COVID that he was terrified he was going to bring it home and he slept in like a hotel for six months because he couldn't be That's around them, his baby and yeah. it's like and Boris Johnson's like let's open up the blah 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 <sighs> just please stay safe I'm wearing a mask although I feel optional. like the people that actually listen to this podcast will stay safe yeah no absolutely you guys will, I know you guys will stay safe but it's just not but it's just on. mad watching Italian scene yeah like I know people are annoyed about the whole art or what, what's happening in Ireland but like at least at least our government's not trying to kill us because that's cur- currently what's happening in the UK no well, he's trying he's literally being like do you know what we'll, like we it's literally uh, the economy is more important yeah. than the people that live Fuck here the people basically um, and I get I get that after this a number if not the entire world is going to go into a recession yep. I understand that but like we always you, that's the nature yeah. of recessions yeah. we go into them and we, we go, go back out of them. them but like this is not beyond everything else like we we're the entire world is in this it's not just one country no. 
It's the entire world, but anyway, please stay safe, England. Wear a the mask. The videos did make me laugh, but I loved them. Wear a mask. I was um, actually really sad that I wasn't there. Oh, I don't want to be there. There's one uh, man, and he was just in the middle of a. Like, I, I feel like I can just see the disease on them at this point. Like, um, wear a there, mask. It's all young people getting yeah. it. Wear a mask, please. For the love of God, wear a mask. Uh, try and still socially distance if you can. I think people are protesting today. In Ireland? In town? No, in England. Protesting. Uh, freedom Day. Hold the, on, what? The, they're protesting that they don't have enough freedom. But their restrictions are lifted. Anyway, the world's a nightmare. So welcome uh, to the World is a Nightmare podcast. Yay! Where we talk about the world being a nightmare. Uh, everything's awful. Did you enjoy the sun? No. Uh, you met me? I have had the best time in the I sun. I went for a walk the other day and I was like, I'm going home immediately. I hate this. Did you go for a walk? Yeah, I always go for a walk. And I was like, Colin, I hate this. You went to town, didn't you? Yeah, went to town the other day. Is that where you that went for a walk? Fine. No, no, we went, we went for a walk around Park West and stuff the other day and then we went up to uh, Up Pass Little and all up that way and I was like, no. No, God, no. No, I have no interest in the sun. The sun does not interest me. <laughs> Plus, I'm not a person that takes my clothes off, so I'm not comfortable like that. So I'm never going to be comfortable being like, oh, my legs are out. Oh, my arms are out. Oh, my everything's out. No. Yeah. So I'm not going to enjoy this one. Uh, Colin got sunburned, actually. got sunburned on his neck and stuff. But... My dad got sunburned. Is he alright? Yeah, he just had the first day of every oh, really? like big sun. Um big yeah, sun. big sun. Um yeah, I've had a lovely weekend and enjoyed the sun very much. I've been to Bray, I've been to uh paddleboarding three days in a row. I've taken up a new hobby which is paddleboarding for some reason. And Graham's gonna get one and he's gonna come out with me. But actually it's actually really nice. Good. Um the weather's great when you've got a kid, because like you're not stuck in the house, though. Yeah, you can just bring them outside. <sighs> you just go outside and be like, play out on the road and leave me alone. <laughs> get in the paddle pool. Um, no, it is good. That's that's a really good thing, actually, that you can actually let them go outside and play and they're not stuck in the gaff. Like. Yeah, but um, just full of drunk people and everywhere and yeah. people with no top on. Yeah, no, I have no interest in this weather. Mm-hmm. This weather, I just think, brings out the absolute worst. So, No, but I'm glad everybody is enjoying it and have a lovely time. Enjoy it while you can. Because it ain't going to be here for long. I wonder how long it's going to last for. There's a big heat wave now in uh, England. It's 31 degrees today in London. It's 36 degrees in Poland. Wow. But Poland always gets good weather, yeah, right? I'm not sure. 36 degrees so feels like it's very excessively warm. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Anna said to me, she can't. She said she can't think. Her brain is like melting. She's like, the only way she can describe it. She's just sweating constantly. They have aircon in their house and everything. She's like, it's just boiling. They have a pool, right? Yeah. She said it's just absolutely scorching constantly but uh no this weather just something for me like i'm i look out and i'm like oh <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's all you're getting for me folks yeah um, have you nothing nice to say you're on drugs i have nothing nice to say uh what's nice mm. okay well done that nice? <laughs> next is really nice um i have nothing i have nothing going on at all actually it's been really quiet but it's been nice it was nice to have two weeks off i think it was nice to have two mm. weeks off i just shitty people why I just felt like really overwhelmed. Wait, what? Oh, I don't know. My life. I sat on the sofa last Sunday and like cried. Work and stuff or is everything. It... Really? I like I hate everything. I hate everybody. I don't want to see anybody, but I want to see everybody. <laughs> I don't want. I want to sit on the sofa, but I don't want to sit on the sofa. Okay. I want to like. Uh, I hate that. I hate that feeling. I just had so much to do and not enough time to do it. And then everybody was asking me to do stuff, and then I. But I didn't want to do stuff. But then I felt bad saying. No, no to everybody yeah, 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 yeah. and then I just end up crying on the sofa oh, but did something trigger it did something happen that triggered it 
think so. Uh, so you're just having a shitty... I had like, well, I had like a shitty week. Not this week was actually fine, right? Previous week? But like Sunday of last week. can't even remember Sunday of last week. What was Sunday of last week? Nothing. Nothing happened on Sunday of last week. Oh, I thought that's what you meant. Did something happen on Sunday of last no, week? No, that's just like Sunday of last week's when I got upset. And did you feel like that for the rest of the week or was it just... just I felt like that for the week coming up to it. Yeah. And then... It's just like I don't have... I just have too much to do and too much in my head. Yeah. And I can't sleep. And I can't, like... Is it work, Sarah? Uh, no, it's not just work. No? Like, work's always busy. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um, like, I had... It wasn't even, like, work. It was, like, work and then I had to go out with work and then... And then Graham was like, we're doing this and then... It just was, like... It was like a weird mix of like, I'm really overwhelmed, but I'm also horribly bored. Because oh, this is all the same, the same. And I just don't want to do any it's of this. It's the same shit. But if I, I don't you. do any of this, I'm sitting at home. Doing nothing. Yeah. And I have like, I have like FOMO. Like, no, I get it. No, I get it's that thing as well where you're just like, I'm bored, but I want to do something, but I'm doing the same thing over and over and over Yeah. And, over and I'm over just again. like, there's no change. Fed up. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll get a bit better now. Plus, you've, you're vaccinated now, and Graham will be vaccinated soon, and you guys can... I know, but I still don't know what to do or nowhere to go. You guys can go away on a little, like, break or something to well, Europe. I wouldn't travel. No? No, I think it's a... I think... Maybe I'm... Maybe that's the wrong thing. I don't think I would travel Airport until... Today. Was it? Yeah. So the restrictions were eased today, so everybody booked holidays to go away that were vaccinated. So they're all gone on, like, breaks to Denmark and Italy and... Yeah, France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all gone away. Because once you're fully vaccinated, you can go and come back. Just Are you going to go in when you can get your vaccination thingy? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go somewhere. Like I'll, probably, I'll have to go over to Flavio, I think. Where are we going? I don't mind. Where are we going to go? I liked the way I just said I'm not going to go anywhere and then you were like, I'll go. I'm like, yeah, I'll go like, too. Yeah. Well, we can't go to America. No, we can't go to America. I'm very worried about Disneyland. No, but I think that's December, right? Yeah. Well, January, January, January technically. Yeah, no, I think it should be okay by then. But I was reading the other day, Biden still has it in. And there's, I was trying to see, was there like any chance of it being eased in the next month or so well what's Biden but they're saying? all allowed to come here yeah there's tons of them here Americans are everywhere but what's we're not saying? allowed to go to basically saying that they're keeping Europe locked out of the states for a while because of the variants and that's like what, what the Irish government is saying that they're afraid of now is because they're letting people freely travel once they're vaccinated they're afraid of variants that we aren't vaccinated against and then people are going on holiday to the UK and coming back so why are they like I think at this point because they're like someone's going to burn the doll down if we don't start letting people do and stuff. Yeah. Because people are looking outside and seeing that and being like I want to go on holidays. Like a lot of people are that's what they're doing they're like I just want to go on holiday now I want to go. Oh no I have to say this week in particular because me and Graham usually me and Graham and Lily usually have gone to Spain at this yeah. point. I was like I would absolutely give anything but to be yeah. in my house in Spain yeah. with a pool. And that's the thing, like, we're not equipped in this country to deal with this heat. Like, we just sit in our gaffes and melt. Yeah. Because we don't have aircon. Everyone's no. like, get a fan. I'm like, fuck off with your fan. I need aircon. Yeah, I'd blown hot air yeah. in my room. like, but that's it. So I think a lot of people are... Sorry. But yeah, apparently the airport was packed this morning. That's insane. Mm. So they all, like, obviously timed it to go on the 19th once they... Because a lot of people are vaccinated. Lots of people are vaccinated. So they yeah. obviously timed when to go when they're going on the 19th. Yeah, so... Madness. Bring me in your zoo game. Even though I'm when, only half, when do you I'm think only half vaccine. When do you think you'll get your date? Uh, it's usually, I think this is like a week before. So the last time I got it, I was vaccinated on the 11th and I got the text message on like the 9th. How was the vaccination centre? Oh, so good. And they were lovely and it was so efficient. 
and the people working there are fucking sound they're the nicest bunch of people like they really really are uh it was grand took two minutes and i was out that's a call um but yeah so i think they were saying once you have your second vaccine if you get your second vaccine with the hse like the way they're doing it you get your passport like immediately they send it out the second that they put it so i haven't got mine you get in the post shy which is ridiculous apparently i can take a photo and put it on my covid app yeah and you can take a cop like what i what i would probably do is i'm going to get printed out and like keep a printed copy as well so I can do okay. that one. it's so weird now that's like somewhere an extra piece of we'll like go france we'll go anywhere yeah i was thinking paris mm-hmm. i thought paris would be lovely i would go anywhere right now grozny i'll go anywhere send me there like i'm just done i've been watching lord of the rings that's how sad and depressed i am <laughs> Oh no. I watched all two. No, oh, it's I watched times. all two of them. And I tell you what, here's something <laughs> I've learned in watching them again. I couldn't even tell you what happens in those films. Samwise Gamgee is a saint. Is he? he He's the guy that's like helping the yeah. guy. Yes. He, the first time I went to see those movies, the first time I read the books, kid, I was like, that's Samwise Gamgee's an awful tool. And now you're like, he's a saint. And now I'm like, he's a goddamn he's saint. A goddamn saint. He kept, uh, the, kept that entire thing together. He kept the entire thing. You are the Samwise Gamgee of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you potatoes. Yeah. I bring you bread. And uh, <laughs> carry me up the mountain. Put the ring to in the, the fire. And then I'm like, I'm not throwing it in. And you're like, you fucking Just stupid throw bitch. throw it. Give me that fucking man. Have you seen that video of the fella in uh, Belfast walking down the back of Primark? You sent that to me. And I'm like, that is the, That is it. <laughs> That is it. It's one of my favourite videos of a long time. The world is a fucking night. No, what's he saying? Living. Living, living is, is a, a fucking nightmare. nightmare. He's dead right. Um, and I was like, Do you know what? That is the most Northern Irish man I've ever seen in my life. Um, I've been watching all, all the stupid, loads of funny videos on the internet. Yeah, I've been trying to like cheer myself up by watching funny things. Because that's the only thing we have. What have you been watching? I've been watching, I've been watching loads of episodes of Bob's Burgers. I was watching This Way Up. Did you watch it? I finished season? it. Yeah, I finished the second season. What did you think of it? It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, other than that, I have nothing else going on. I don't have any. Oh, do I have any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Yeah. No, just to say thank you to everybody that messaged us, and I was really understanding about us taking the two weeks off. Thank you very, very much. We are we're, so lazy. We are very lazy, and I also we're very grateful for you guys not being like, "Get up, I make the fucking podcast, yeah." Um. So thank you very, very much. Uh, I don't think anything else happened. Oh, we got a lovely message, actually. Hold on. That made me very happy. Um, okay. So remember that lady, that wonderful person that bought us the cake? Yes. Where is she? So it's Pippi Louise. Mother! Mother! She said, hello, you beats. Uh, nope, that's not the wrong one. Hold on. Nope, that's not it. Sorry. Sorry, I was It's Pinky, Pinky Lou on Instagram. She said, hello ladies, just wanted to say hi and tell you how you two have solidified my ambition to, to help women. I've signed up to a forensic psychology four-year master's degree at 45. Wow! I've got to that I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, state of mind. I'm going to see if I can help make a difference in the future, but first comes studying. So that's it. I'm going in and I'm, inter- I'm determined once again. Thank you, Lou. So I thought that was so... That, like, made, I was going to screenshot that and send it to you and I have a screenshot on my phone, I forgot to say to you. Uh, that made me very, very happy. Thank you so much, Lou. And thank you for the cake. But you go do that fucking yeah, master's go degree. Do that you should go do psychology. <gasps> I signed up for a an art history diploma with the Art Institute, which I will be starting next month. Because I have nothing better to do with myself or my time or my life. Well, that's pretty good. It's online, like it's I won't have to go in or anything. So what do you do? Not, it's art an art history diploma. So it's uh for six months, I think. 
um, and I have six months to like to complete the coursework or whatever so it's not so bad but it's all online I don't have to go in because I this wasn't, is a new thing yeah I was just like I wanted to do something yeah but you've said, in the past you said to me I'll never do anything ever again in education but I feel like it's I feel like it's not I'm not going to be in a college so it's going to be different like I don't want to go back to into physically go back into college I don't want to do that um, but because I can do it online I was like fuck it's nice something to do um, but yeah Luke, congratulations 45 masters that's insane well done yeah well done fucking badass I'm like not an easy thing to do either like to go back into education so that was all I had something else but I can't remember I might remember next week thank you to everybody for being so nice to us oh thank you to all the new people that have joined the Patreon we really appreciate it thank you uh, there was like a little influx of people from college oh Connie's uh, little his little edit uh, little edit he was very proud of himself we say some horrible things in that episode <laughs> um so yeah, that was, I think that's all I had. Yeah, that's everything. When did you sign up for this course? Uh, last week. No. What day is it, Sarah? Monday. Today is only Monday. Friday. Uh, Friday evening, yeah. Was I this was, when I was ignoring you? No. I was Googling, uh, I was Googling something. Oh, I wasn't. I was listening, actually, I'm listening to a very, very good podcast at the moment. This is a, this is a boring thing, but anyway, I'll just tell people what it's called. It is called... Shows. Uh, the Great Women Artists Podcast. Oh, Katie Hassel. That's important because women are so overlooked in it. Yeah, so there's a it's a great podcast in life in in general. There's a lot of episodes. It's really interesting. She's so upbeat, like when she puts you in a good mood. She's one of those people. (laughs) Just like, hey everyone, everything's great, and you're like, yeah. So she's great, and I was listening to that, and I was like, oh, I'd love to do an art history course. Um, and I just googled it, and that was the one that came up. That's awesome. There was another one in Trinity, and it was like four and a half grand, and I was like, you're all right, Trinity. And who are you doing this one with? Uh, the Art Institute in town. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, so you'll be able to tell me things about art. I don't know if I'm actually going to learn anything, or I'll get two, like, 20 minutes into it. I like, think no, you will learn too much effort. You're uh, always super interested in art. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that, but we'll, sure, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I could, uh, things could all start opening up again, and I could be like, no, I'm not doing this, I'm going away. <laughs> But you've paid for it. I'm going and I'll give a fuck. I'll be like, see ya. <laughs> I'm going on holidays. Um, no, if it's virtual, you can always... Yeah, no, do you it's know fine. what I mean? I have six months to do the coursework. Like, so right. once it's all in... Uh, and you get a personal tutor. So I find out who my tutor is uh, next week. So you have someone that you can just go to. Like, each person signs up has their own personal tutor. So you can just it's go very to good. Some. Yeah, it's really, really good, actually. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Cool beans. Learning and whatnot. Edumacations. Right? Yeah. This is so cute. Where did you get this? Pennies. Oh, really? Today. It's so nice. It's 10 euro. 10 yo-yos. But I just loved it. So it's I was so like, pretty. I am buying this. I'm going to wear it every day. Pennies Boutique. Was there much of pennies? I never look in anything mm. other than the kids section of pennies. Pennies. Sweet summer. Although I got a message today. And they have this beautiful white collared dress shirt which I thought would be fab on you and it has like a great big oversized like maid's collar oh and it was like a crisp white but it was like a long one oh I'll have to have a look at that uh, which you could wear with like I'll have to have a little look if it was you probably that's I don't think I don't know what you'd wear on the bottom because I was in pennies uh, when I went home to see my mum I went into pennies and uh, I was like what is this awful Spring, they summer, are. and pennies is horrific. Because I know it's just throwaway shit that people are bringing on holidays, so that's why I like. Mm. But I got an email from Zara the other day, and they were like, autumn, winter. I was like, what? The sun is splitting this long, Zara. But I immediately was on it being like, oh, suits. Did they have anything nice? Not really, no. They're still kind of easing out of summer, so it's a lot of this beady, flowy stuff that I don't wear. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, Trini was in it. Trini! She's a crazy bitch. She is a crazy woman. Horse pasta. Yeah. 
horse we gotta pasta. make the horse pasta i make the horse pasta we gotta make the horse pasta uh, do you know what we should do we should set a camera up in my kitchen yep and just watch me slowly make the horse pasta lose my mind <laughs> at graham's ineptitude <laughs> Every day he cooks something and it's stuff that I've taught him how to cook and he, today he was making uh, pancetta and Ooh. baby potatoes Ooh, yes. with spring onions yes. fried in butter. Yum. Right? I was at the back making the chicken. I put the potatoes in the microwave to the boil in the bag once. Right. I said then you gotta slice them and uh, then you gotta before you do that you gotta fry the pancetta brown it off and then uh, your onion and your garlic, not your onion, your garlic then goes in because right. you don't want your garlic to burn. Yeah. I came in, he just chopped the potatoes in two <laughs> and fucked them in the pan. <laughs> and was just mashing them about. Do you get it to the point though where you're just like, I'm not even saying nothing because it's not worth it? There are, there are, so it goes through like weeks of me being like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. And then it all builds up. Just like, <laughs> and I, I'm sure if, if there was a video, you'd see where it's. <laughs> Where to take the knife out and consider ending his life. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, what? I was like, that's not what I told you to do to potatoes. He was like, oh, you do it then. And I was like, no, that's yeah, not the point. He, that. he always goes to you, you do it. Yeah, that's not the point of this. The point is, if we're going to eat it, it's to be cooked a certain way. Because that's how you cook it. I am weird about food. I know I am. I know, but I get it as well when you've shown him how to do something ten times. and then he's I was out the back fucking... Oh my chicken today Oh Jesus Christ It was good times Yes It was cooked on the barbecue It was a good time And it was uh, Slowly but surely uh, Continuously Soaked In butter With brown sugar Mm. Garlic powder Onion salt And Smoked paprika Delish And it was delish And I spatchcocked the chicken as well Mm, So it was like the whole way through Anyway that's cooking That's Sarah's cooking corner Yeah Sarah's cooking time It's a new thing this week (laughs) (laughs) Sarah's cooking time Where we talk about me Cooking a meal Trying to kill And me wanting to kill her husband He did it the other day It was well with Lily I have to Like Lily is very like me But she gave him He gave her Toast with jam You wouldn't edit Why? Cause he How do you get toast and jam wrong? Because it was raspberry jam. Okay. He the jam had been there for a while. He didn't stir the jam. Oh no. So he just and it was all like big lumpy yeah, yeah, bits yeah. and she was and it, also he put it down like face up on the plate, like really unappetizing, and she just talked to him and went, I'm not eating that. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was like, oh and he was like, What? It's jam! <laughs> But it's because he doesn't eat any of that stuff. Yeah, and, then, and then he was like, I don't know, I don't eat it. And I was like, that's not the point. I just tons of shit I don't eat that you eat that I make for you and I make it the way you oh, like it. Oh, being married is great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. I was only saying to Colin the other day, and I know this is really bad because I need to get out of this mentality. I love not having a man in my house. I know he's a man, but I love not having a man in my space and yeah. my house and my belongings and my things. I'm just like, this is it. for now. I'm sure it'll change. But right now I'm just like... I don't think it will change why do you think it will change I don't maybe it will maybe I'll just be like oh no sorry but now I'm literally like I hear people talking about stuff and I'm like I don't want a man anywhere near me or like these people are putting a funny Instagram videos and they're like my husband's living with my husband oh look his shitty jocks around the ground oh look no no that's that's not funny this is not funny they are incompetent because you are letting them be incompetent because they're like if I can't do it right and this trick that they have where they do it wrong so you won't ask them again yeah 
a thing of like, kill I don't really know. It. I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't eat this. But yeah. even, but then I'm sure there's things like, I just there when you were saying about like men and live. I still think it's just living with someone in general. Because I'm sure this morning I got up this morning. This is a disgusting story. Tell me. I got up this morning and lately I think it's the heat, but I haven't really been eating a whole lot. And then when I'm going to bed. I feel quite nauseous. Oh. And then I have like an upset stomach through yeah, the night. Yeah, yeah, But it's like out the other end. Oh, no, you're shitting. All right? You're shitting. But this morning I got up and went into the bathroom and then I came in and got into bed and was like, I didn't flush the toilet. And then Graham <laughs> got up and... Was he like, ah! Oh, no, Graham got up and I was like, oh, I didn't flush the toilet. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, I didn't flush the toilet. And he was like, all right. And then he was in the toilet and I could hear him like um, going to on the way but he still hadn't flushed on and I was like he's just waiting on my poo <laughs> oh jeez Mary and St. Joseph animals animals no I don't know because he didn't come in and be like you didn't flush the toilet he didn't say anything maybe he didn't me. even did you would you probably put uh, I always put tissue on top yeah, well, then he probably didn't say it. yeah but no I said to him I didn't flush the toilet and I've had like, a poo in there he's like I'm just gonna wean this shit but I don't know if maybe I did flush the toilet and I just couldn't, couldn't remember because I thought like usually Graham loves those moments where he can get me back and moan at me. <laughs> you're like, wouldn't well, you uh, do shit? Yeah, no, like, you're not flush the toilet. You're always at me if I flush the toilet. So, yeah, I was like, that didn't happen this morning. So maybe he just sensed that if it did happen this morning, I was going to kill him. Probably. Or uh, he was like, no, actually, she did flush the toilet. Well, listen, everything's fine. Anyway, that's married life 101. Um, Sounds great. Anyway, do you want me to tell my story? Yeah. Attention, feminists! Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from Teespring.com. Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your huddy scream funny, duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from Teespring.com. Don't be a mug? Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face. Mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. This week I'm going to cover the story of Grace Livingston. Or Stone. Livingstone. How do I know that uh, Go on. I don't know. I'll anyway, figure it out. Um, I wrote the story so long ago that I don't know what my references were. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say the Irish Times. Um, the, Irish the, Ir- the Guardian was definitely one. The Irish men's Times. Men's Rain. No, Men's Rain did a story on it, but I didn't listen to okay. it. Okay. Um, and then there is a man who wrote a book who was named in this, and when I get to that point, I'll we'll say, say his it was name. Him. We'll say his name, sir. Okay. All right. Grace Thank Livingstone. You, Jim Livingstone met Grace Vernon in Dundalk in the 1960s. He worked at the time in the revenue commissioners in the town and in 1968 the couple were married. By 1992, Jim was a senior inspector in the revenue commissioners. (coughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're dead fucking right. A dirty rap! (laughs) I spent 54% of my money goes on tax. Uh, By 1992, Jim was a senior inspector in the revenue commission commissioners and in fact he was very high up he was running mm. the department that investigates and prosecutes people who have evaded paying tax mm. who would have been investigating a number of criminal gangs and persons at any one time in the year oh, no she, oh, she got dragged into this did she oh can't go on, go on. grace was a garter and an avid horticulturist and she was a florist grace yeah you little cutie with your flowers uh 
she had a greenhouse and loved her garden. Jim was a real outdoors man and both of them often spent time together hiking and walking together and spent time in nature. Mm. He was also an avid hunter and he was a member of the local gun club and he kept a number of guns in the house. He would often go hunting for game and he was also a member of the army reserve. Can I just say... This is this setup right here is every episode of um, she and then she snapped and then she snapped. They had everything. He guns, was an avid gun hunter. Flowers. She had a greenhouse. <laughs> she liked making stew. They had it all. I put usually those stories they don't have it all. No. They had it all. He was living in a mobile home, <laughs> and she had just paid off the final payment she on her had car. Four teeth. <laughs> Okay. He was a member of the local gun club and he kept guns in the house. He would often go hunting for game and he was also a member of the Army Reserve. Put load of nonsense at Army Reserve. In Army Ireland. Reserve. There's loads of people in my village at home that are in the Army The Reserve. Free Army, the Free Clothing Association. Free. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, I'm sure people are like, what? The Irish Army is a joke in general. We don't we do have a the, whole lot. We have the FCA, right? Not anymore. I don't think it's called that, that anymore. Called but that's what it was called back yeah. then. But we're a peacekeeping army. Like, we literally yeah. go to places and go, here, lads, go to Lebanon, right? We go to Lebanon and play Xbox. Yeah. We go to that's Leb- what we do. We go to Lebanon and play Xbox. We go, lads, he's all right. Are you? No, things are bad, are they? <laughs> we're sure, listen, we can't get involved. I have uh, <laughs> we can one do of these games over here. I, got, I don't have time for this. Go, go to and play Xbox. <laughs> Um, so they had two children and by 1992 Grace's daughter Tara was 22 and living in France as an accountant and her son Connor I think was 18 and was in college but he was working in town and he was waiting to repeat a semester okay on the 7th of December it was a normal day within the household it was foggy and cold and Grace was first up uh, and began making the breakfast for her son Connor she saw Jim off to work at 8.25am they they were to drive to Castle Blaney County in County Monaghan at 8pm that night for a mass for his late brother Padder uh, Padder Livingstone who was a priest oh yeah so his, Jim's fat brother was a priest and he had passed away and it was his year's mass they were doing the monthly early mass and they were going down to you know do all that shy Castle Blaney Connor took a lift from his dad that morning to O'Connell Street um and Jim had arranged a carpool with his colleague, colleague Art O'Connor, and that was like a normal morning. So Jim always drove in with Art, and he normally would bring Connor into work. Yeah. Um. So they picked up Art on the way, and Grace had a normal morning herself. So she went to mass at nine a.m. She dropped into the supermarket and was home by eleven forty-five a.m. She chatted chatted with her neighbor, uh, who was a guard in his driveway shortly before noon and another neighbour Anne Watchthorn who lived across the road she spoke to her for 20 minutes on the porch before 2pm and at 2.10 Anne Watch- Watchhorn went home and Grace went back inside okay meanwhile Jim was working he and Art left Satanta House on Nassau Street that's where his job was which I think is still the head of the revenue commissioners and headed back home at about 5pm. They drove straight to Art's home. It took him about 45 minutes to get there. So Art said he dropped him off at 5.45pm. Jim then continued on to his home, which was about six minutes away from there. And when Jim pulled up to the house, it was in total darkness. Now this is like the 6th of December. Yeah. So they probably we should have had light, lights it's dark, on. Like, yeah, it's dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when Jim pulled up the house was in total darkness there's no lights on at all Grace's car was still in the garden and he would usually be greeted by the family dog but this didn't happen 
So he headed into the kitchen because they had planned that dinner would be on the table. They'd have dinner, get in the car and go up to Monaghan. Oh, Monaghan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was like no one downstairs in the house. So he headed into the kitchen expecting to see Grace as they'd arranged for dinner to be off up the road to Casablani. But there was no dinner on the table and there was no smell of any dinner either. But there was an abandoned dustpan and brush like in the middle of sweeping, just in the middle of the kitchen. And as he walked up to the stairs, he was calling out Grace's name. He was alarmed to see his own shotgun propped up uh, on the entrance hallway of their bedroom outside of its cabinet. So it was taken out of the cabinet and was now sitting in the hallway propped up against their bedroom. Bedroom door. Yeah. Um, he, then, he then walked into the bedroom and saw Grace lying on the bed with what looked like vomit around her head. Although it was dark, so he turned on the light and quickly thought, quickly realised that what he thought was vomit was blood and it looked like she'd been hit over the head. Her wrists and feet were bound with heavy black electrical tape and her mouth was wrapped in the same tape. He ran across the road to Anne Watchhorn's house but got no answer, so he then went to another neighbour's house called Margaret Murphy. Um... She was a nurse and her son answered and Jim asked him to send his mum over to their house that there'd been an accident. When she got to the house, he was on the phone to the emergency services, which was logged at 5.58pm. So this is all pretty much like 15 minutes 15 after minutes. he's gotten in the door, yeah, there yeah. or thereabouts. <clears throat> she went straight upstairs and she knew immediately when she got to Grace that she was dead. Oh, for fuck's sake. But she said to Jim that she could feel a faint heartbeat to try and comfort him because he was on the bed with her. And they'd taken off the tape off and she was like telling him that he was still alive. Telling him that she was still alive. Grace was still warm to touch, but her bleeding had stopped and was starting to now congeal. She analysed the room and scenario around her as when she as she knew she was going to be questioned. So she wanted to give as much information information as possible. There was a large wound on um Grace's head and there was a twenty two caliber rifle propped upright in the hallway at 6.15pm Garda Detective Frank Gunn and Garda Catherine Moran arrived along with a family friend who was a clergyman to read um, the rights or the last rights to Grace the Garda asked Margaret to contact the family GP to announce her debt they then spoke to Jim and he said he had removed some of the tape when he was trying to see if Grace was alive. He also said that there was another shotgun missing from the home. Which was in one of the wardrobes. The shotgun that Mr Livingstone kept in the wardrobe was gone and this was the weapon used to murder Grace. It was found in the garden hedge later that night and it was one of eight guns he kept in his house. No prints were ever found on it. So there were no prints, no on, prints any on any of the, the guns. guns. Dr. Moodley arrived at 6.40pm and he went straight upstairs and checked Grace. He said in his professional opinion, Grace had died within the last two hours. But there was no smell, like all of, no, the, there was no smell of like gunpowder or, or anything in the room. So, like it didn't look, like it was odd. And yeah. it was, there wasn't really a mess, it was just like one shot to the back of the head. And then she was, she was tied to the bed, like she was tied to the bed. She was already tied up when it oh, happened. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There was also no sign of forced entry at all. Other than their son Connor's bedroom window was open and there was a hammer found on his bed. 
but like their front doors were locked like their front he he when he went into the house he had to oh, open fuck. it with a key their back door was locked and this is like a two-story house and their son connor's bedroom was upstairs what the fuck so there was a hammer found on his bed jim was taken to malahide guard station and he willingly went um he gave a full statement oh i've kicked we're okay that. we're fine he gave a full statement of his movements that day. He had an alibi. He was in work all day. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now he went swimming on lunch, but like he had an alibi in some pool as yeah. well. He handed over his clothing that he was wearing. He told them about the cases he was working on in his work and he gave a list of people that may want to harm him or his family. A detailed search of the family home took place and it lasted five days. There was full forensics taken from 8.30 that evening and Dr. John Harbison, the state pathologist, came to a different conclusion. He arrived five hours later at 11.30pm to begin his examination of Grace's body. He put her time of death at around 6pm. Oh! There was an unidentified set of fingerprints found on the electrical tape and it seemed likely that whoever left that fingerprint was the person to bind her because it was inside the tape and outside. Yeah. Uh, The roll of tape was never found and it wasn't anything they had in the house. So it was brought with whoever came to the house. Okay. They brought their own... uh yeah. Their own means. Um, I'm intrigued. You've so, got me. Uh, it was... Yeah, so the roll tape was never found and the fingerprints were never really investigated further. So they took fingerprints of everybody that was in the house and right. there was some of Jim's fingerprints on the tape because he'd taken... Of course, he'd taken some of the things. And some of um, the nurse as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. But the other set of fingerprints was never identified. Never. It was unidentified. Grace also had a distinctive mark to the side of the bridge of her nose where she had either been struck or punched in the face before she was shot. And the mark was left by a ring. So whoever punched her in the face was wearing like an item of jewellery. This ring or jewellery was never looked into either. So they never even took an impression to be like, well, we could search. The Garda felt the entire premise that the IRA or someone close one that Jim was investigating killed his wife as unlikely nonsense and why kill his wife and not him plus now the state pathologist has said she died at 6pm so the guard just zeroed in on Jim Livingstone and never did anything else nevertheless they met with an alleged IRA chief on the border who denied any involvement and they met with a suspected IRA money launderer in Dublin who also like why is this like I'd not to do with it there was no forensic evidence to link Jim to the crime and his clothes were clear of all firearm residue uh, and there was nothing to suggest that their marriage was in any form of trouble plus Mr Livingstone had an alibi the detectives set up several tests to see if they could arrive home any earlier because they wanted to like make the argument that he'd gotten home earlier once making the journey they only made it once at 5.36pm right um, but Art O'Connor, who was a really precise man whose job was perfecting anti-tax evasion legislation, right? So Oof. like, a real, so he was like a ball breaker. A real boring cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur, we're sorry. <laughs> but he, it's true. <laughs> he insisted that Mr. Livingstone dropped him home shortly before 5.50pm. He said that that was the time that it he got to say it wasn't any so earlier. It wasn't any earlier. 
So Tanta House was searched thoroughly and every place that Jim Livingstone had been was searched. Jim's colleague now started to distance himself and oh, as they felt he was clearly the suspect and was clearly number one in the mur- the number one suspect in the murder of his wife. Jim had a 45 Webley revolver in his bedside locker and that was never taken. It was there, but it was unlicensed. No license for her. Oh, shit. And three months later, on March 3rd, James Livingstone was arrested at his home for possession of a firearm with intent to do harm on the day of his wife's murder. Are these cunts serious? He said while in custody, he was shown photographs of his dead wife's, of his wife's dead body and told that his daughter was a whore and his son was on drugs. Mr. Livingstone was released without charge a number of hours later and he paid a £300 fine for having the weapon with no... Um, what the fuck? Yeah, and his, his uh, daughter was pregnant with their first grandchild. Sarah Jane, what the hell? It's so awful. In August 1993, the Garda completed their investigation file on Grace Livingstone's murder. It was effectively maintained that James Livingstone was the chief suspect, but could not prove that he had done it. Later that month, Deputy Commissioner Tom O'Reilly drafted in Tom Connolly. He's who wrote the book. Right. Tom Connolly, then a highly experienced detective superintendent, to review the file. In his book, Detective, A Life Upholding the Law. Good man. Good man, Tom. Uh which he published, um, Connolly included a chapter on Grace Livingstone's murder. Outlined, he and a small team set themselves up at Malahide Garda Station to review the files. When Connolly began to began his review, he was told constantly that the Livingstones had that Livingstone had killed his wife when he came home from work. So the guards were like, "I don't know." Really any equivocation, they were like, "This guy did yeah, it." This guy did bothering. It. He said, I got the file, I got all the documentation, I went through everything with a fine comb and I couldn't get one shred of reliable evidence that he had any hand, act or part in his wife's death. He questioned a suspicion that James Livingstone had shot his wife when he came home from work before 6pm. He questioned a suspicion that James Livingstone had shot his wife when he came home from work before 6pm. He questioned why no one, not the nurse, the doctor, nor the two guard are first at the crime scene, detected the distinctive odour left by a discharged firearm. Have you ever smelled a gun when it's been shot? No, never. You can really, like, especially shotguns. You can really smell it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I've gone to play pigeon shooting in the outdoors. Right. And it's, like, really thick. Like, it's a really thick smell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He questioned why no one reported hearing a noise at 6pm. So I'll get into like, there's a whole litany of things that people said happened. um, And that 6pm thing is really important. Okay. He set up elaborate tests to show that the gunshot and that the gunshot odour should have lingered for about an hour to an hour and a half. Okay. He spoke to Dr. Moodley who said his professional opinion remained that Grace Livingstone was dead for about two hours when he saw her at 6.35. Excuse me. When he... When Connolly put this to Dr. Harbison, who's the state pathologist, he replied he could not argue with Dr. Moodley's opinion. So Harbison was like 6pm and then the guards ran with that. But the doctor, the GP that came and originally... Was like half four. She died about two hours ago. A crime line reconstruction broadcast on RTE in 1994 shook out more witnesses. And there were now three people who had noticed a motorist with colour lent hair driving erratically in a reddish car in the vicinity on the day of the murder, but this motorist was never traced. Another witness came forward with information about a hitchhiker. He said the morning after Grace Livingstone's murder, he picked up a man in Limerick. He was young, tall, thin, and wore a long coat 
with black boots. The hitchhiker told him he left Dublin at 3am that day. He got a lift to Limerick for a look around and was returning to Dublin to collect his doll. When news came on the radio about the Livingstone murder, he said that the man became agitated. The motorist reported this to Garda later that day, but no one came from the investigation team contacted him. Amazing! Connolly's team took the lead. They gleamed enough information about the motorist to trace the hitchhiker to the UK. He turned out to have a conviction for assaulting a woman previously and used to have a girlfriend whose sitter lived close to the Livingstone, so he was like familiar with the area. Yeah. He admitted detectives he was the hitchhiker in question, but denied the motorist claims that he had gotten upset at hearing the news um, about the Livingstones on the radio. He also denied owning a long coat. His fingerprints did not match the ones found on the black tape. Okay. Connolly also revisited five charity workers who were collecting money in the moorings and that's where their house was. So yeah. they lived in a, in a state called the moorings in Malahide. They were there between 4pm and 6pm on the day of the murder. Their fingerprints had been taken but none from the correct finger. Because oh. the guards are great. <laughs> According to Connolly, only four of the five were available to review when they went back to retake them. It's just, honestly. You couldn't make it up. Yeah. The fifth had moved back to England. He too was tracked down. His charity colleagues accused him of stealing, which he denied. And he had convictions for theft. There was nothing taken from this house, but... It was a violent attack, like... He too proved a negative match for the fingerprints. Anna Marissa Brennan, she was then 17 when this took place. She lived a few doors down from the Livingstones in number 32. She walked home from school with friends and stopped to chat before turning into the cul-de-sac and it was at around 4.30pm. She noticed a young man walking towards them who turned into the cul-de-sac also. He wore a beige trench coat, black boots and had a mousy collar lent hair and she thought that he was about 20 years of age. Her friend Hilary Maguire noticed him too and she later said that he was around six foot tall, his hair was blonde and the long coat was like fawn. Yeah. Anna Marissa turned into the cul-de-sac. She said she overtook the man outside number 39, 40 or 31. She can't remember which one Mm -hmm. and continued on past the Livingstone's house towards her home. When she looked back, he was gone. She said he obviously went into one of the houses. It was either the Livingstones or one of the houses on either side of them. <laughs> Enya's mother, uh, Enna's, Marissa's mother also, is it Enna or Ina? What is it's that? It's E-N-A. Ina. Ina. Uh, was in her kitchen browning meat for a casserole. Good one. For the evening meal when she heard a loud noise. She wasn't sure about the time at first and she told the guard that she heard it about 3.45, But later she said it was 4.20 because she had looked at the clock because she was figuring out what time to cook the stew at. At number 36, the Livingstone's immediate neighbour, Anne Egan, was packing away her Christmas sh- shopping when she heard a very l- loud booming noise that echoed through her, through her house and she said it was at 4.30pm. Margaret O'Sullivan, who lived on the street parallel to the moorings, heard the noise in and around 4.32 because she said she was watching Emmerdale Farm, which is the afternoon soap, and when it finished, she went out to check the washing line. She said that the noise sounded like a banger. So let me ask you this. This gentleman, Tom Connolly, came in and did all of this, Mm -hmm. and the guards did none of this when it initially happened. Great. 
Sorry, go on, I don't interrupt you. Across the road from the Livingstones, Philip McGivney, a landscape gardener, finished work feeling treetops at number 27. He got into his van but had to turn it, so drove into the driveway across the road. As he drove in, his headlight shone into the porch of the Livingstones. He saw a man standing inside, picking up what looked like to be a yucca plant. So they reckon that's where there was a key kept. Oh. He said the man was in his early 20s with dark collar-lent hair, a tin build, about six foot, a long coat and black boots. He put the time at around 4.40. Jesus Christ. Connolly's review concluded that Grace was murdered in her bedroom in Malahide between 4.30pm and 5pm. Considering all of the circumstances and the evidence available, it is most likely Connolly's view that the crime was committed by the man seen <coughs> in the porch by the landscape gardener. The landscape gardener was asked a number of times in his first interview with the gardener whether it was pos- possible that he had seen a woman and he was quite sure that the person he saw was a young man. This is a murder investigation. This is the number one se- suspect and he was written off on the theory the guard said the gardener made a mistake and that he had seen a woman and that it was actually Grace Livingstone that he saw. But he never said that? No. And he gave four statements. What the fuck is wrong with the garden? Because the state pathologist had said 6pm. It's 6pm. Jesus fucking Christ. To this date, no one has ever been charged with the murder of Grace Livingstone. In 2008, the Livingstones sued the state for damages for wrongful arrest and harassment. Tom Connolly, who was then retired, was one of the witnesses. But the case was settled before Connolly was able to testify. Um, afterwards, the state said Livingstone was entitled to a full presumption of innocence. Connolly said that he felt his loyalties were torn, but that he was delighted for the li- for Jane Livingstone. My wife died in two thousand and eight. Said Connolly, I could understand how a person would feel <coughs> if their wife. If I could understand how a person would feel if their wife was murdered and he was blamed the whole time for it, not alone by the guards, but the general public, I think most people thought he did it. As far as Connolly is concerned, the real culprit got away while the guards' focus was on Jimmy Livingstone and Jimmy Livingstone only. That's the end. Oh, man. I do remember this case. I think you were going to do this case. I don't know if I was going to do, but I remember reading about it and I remember being really angry at the Guardi. Yeah, the Guardi are shy. Also, Harbison, for fuck's sake. They based their entire case on that gentleman because Harbison's at 6pm. Yeah, and then the other doctor was like, nah, I don't agree. And he was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Literally, that's what happened. <laughs> like, He's like, oh, I'm not going to argue with him. Yeah. I'm old now. Just whatever you but want. But you know what the thing is? What doctors Holy don't argue with each other. No, they don't. And Irish they doctors don't. don't. They, don't. They, don't. they just go, all right, okay. Like, what did he say, Grandja? Whatever he said. Yeah. Dude. Like, the fact that that guy came in, that Tom Connolly guy came in and was able to piece together all of that. Yeah. And the guards were like, it was you. Even though you were in work all day, surrounded like, by people. Three neighbours in at six o'clock or four o'clock in the evening. All heard gunshot. All heard gunshot. And they, uh, do you know what the guard said it was? It's about 10 minutes away from uh, Malahide Beach. And there's people down there working on metal. Oh, they were like, it's the people in the beach. Oh. No, they said it would say had aluminium ladders. 
and the aluminium ladder, which is a 10 minute walk away. A 10 minute walk away is about, like I could get from here, it's probably about half a mile. The arrogance to, to not say, you know what, we've actually made a mistake and we're gonna try and figure out what's actually happened here. As opposed, like that poor man, and you know me, I'm the first person to be like the husband did it. You know me. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Mm -mm. He 100% didn't do it. It doesn't make any sense why she was killed. No sense. Was she assault sexually assaulted? Nope. No, was Nothing taken. stolen. She was hit in the face. And then shot in the head. And then brought upstairs, tied up. There was two pillows brought in from her son's bed. So it was just a murder. He just and wanted, the she just wanted to murder someone. put in between two pillows and... Uh, at close range of the back of When you were telling me that story about him walking into the house, I was just picturing it. And I was like, could you imagine walking up the stairs and you can't find your wife and your fucking shotguns that's sitting yeah. outside the door? Like, stuff like that is nightmarish. Like, you know the way people are like, goose and ghouls? I'm like, no, shit like that, man. That's terrifying. When you walk into, we ever walk into, not that it's ever happened here, but it's happened in other places that I've lived. I've walked in and you're like, something's not right. You know that feeling you get where you're like something's moved or something's not meant to be right. And you probably moved it yourself. But that's that thing where you're like, I didn't leave that there. Oh, I've never gotten that. Oh, I do it all the time. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't put that there. And then I probably did. And it was me. But just to walk into your house. I'm and so like, comfortable in my own skin. I walk in and I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like to walk in, there's no food cooking. The lights are off. The fucking dustpan is in the middle of the floor. Yeah. You're calling her name. You can't find you're her. You're like, something's wrong. The shotgun is outside the fucking, no. Absolutely. Like, that's terrifying. That poor man, what he went through, to, he found his wife like that. Yeah. And then the guards blamed him for how many guards years. Guards blamed him for years. And like all his, and all all his, his colleagues co-workers were, were like, oh my God, he did it. He clearly did it. Like, a guard he should be fucking. And no one has ever, ever been held accountable for what they it's did. It's funny that they'll, they'll refuse to continue investigating something as well when they're so ignorant and arrogant about it. They're like, right, it's solved. We know he did it. We just can't get him. As opposed to actually going and trying to find yeah. who did. But like, how many cases do you hear of this random man just, it was a man outside and he killed her and then the, the person's just, they're never found. Um, it's really like that thought. The thing that got me in that story, right? So the gun thing for me, but when the gardener said he had picked up the plant, yeah, I was so like, like he's watching was, the house. He was watching the house. He had been watching what they were doing. Now, unless it was a grudge thing where he was like, I'm going to kill your wife because you've been, but like what 20 year old has tax... You know what I mean? Isn't tax it's evasion like? Tax, it's not 23. Do you know what I mean? It was like someone paid to go kill her. 100%. Or maybe they thought that he was going to be in the house. That's why. That's what I was going to say. Did they think? But then why would they think he was? Who knows? It could have been. And the fact that that man was going to the year mass of his dead brother mm -hmm. and walks in and finds his wife with her head blown off in the fucking bedroom tied yeah. to the. Gary should be ashamed of themselves. That's all I'm saying. Ashamed. Ashamed. Shame. Shame. Anyway, that's it. We're back with a bang. Oh, Boom. Literally. Back with a bang. R.I.P. R.I.P. I didn't mean that that way. No, you didn't. Uh, but uh, I was going to do Veronica Guerin. That's a lot. It's long. It's, I started that two or three times and I was like, you know what? Now I don't have time for this. I just feel partly responsible for her death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you were not partly responsible for Veronica That man was Garrett's in my house. He yeah. gave my dad runners. He's not, you're not partly responsible for Veronica Garrett's death. I said, here's these runners. Then you go up and shoot her. <laughs> shoot that journalist. I never forget when he brought the letter to my auntie's house. I came in here and I was like, what was smuggled in that? <laughs> There's no guessing. <laughs> Your house is bleeding reeking. What a man. Fuck him. Rock. Um, well, very good job. Take very, up. very sad story. 
I'm sorry to the Livingstons family. That's incredibly sad. And to that poor man who did not deserve any of that. No. Like none of it. Because you get men like him who are like, I didn't I didn't do anything. And then you get men like that stupid dumb fucker that I was talked about before. Remember that, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. The lady that was the Bond girl that got killed. Oh, yeah. You're her fucking dumb ass husband. And then this poor man right. is like... I can see your halo, halo, halo. <laughs> and then this poor man is like, I did nothing. I did nothing. No, I did nothing, Kappa. I'll come to the police station now. I'll give you here's my clothes, clothes now. Here's where I was. Here's, here's who I was with. Here's, here's the time I got here. And they're like... The, and he even no. said... He went... This is everything I touched in the house. Are you serious? Yeah. He was like, this is everything I touched in the house. This is what I did when I came in. This is where I went. Like... And they're like, well, we're really lazy now and we don't feel like looking outside you. Shocking. Hey, Gab. Uh, hey, Gab. Hey, Gab. Okay, well, good job. Anyway, high five. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. We'll see you. We're back. Listen to Colin's song. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's about wanking, right? I think it is. I think uh, I'm going to take up wanking. As a thing you do? Right yeah, I'm going to take it up. As like a... I'm going to wank... Like in a therapy wanking session. Oh, they exist. Yeah. They're a thing. Do they exist for women? Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if they... Ireland, I don't think they would. Because whoever that woman's doing, they'd run her out of town. <laughs> I think she's a witch or something. Um, she's a witch. Uh, kill the witch. Yeah, I think I'm going to take it up. I'm not going to take it up work. No, don't do that. Because, you know, that's not illegal. a thing. So it's not illegal. It's illegal. not illegal to wank at work, Emma. Well, I presume it's wanking in like a public space, isn't it? Work is considered a public space. Isn't it? Yeah, when you're in the toilets, who knows what you're doing? Well, listen, if you want to wank in a toilet, I don't know why you're telling everybody about this. <laughs> why do you feel the need to tell everybody about this? I'm not going to wank in the toilet. <laughs> I don't plan on wanking in the toilet, but I'm just saying, I don't think it's illegal to wank in the toilet. Is that not, is that not be considered a. Uh, well, no, Do you it's know what you're probably right? Decency because you're not showing anybody. You're not going here, Johnny. Come in here and have a look. Fling the door. Yeah, no, you're not doing that. Got any leeches for this? <laughs> oh. I ate so much cheese. Okay, we gotta go. All right. I'm gonna eat pizza. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Colin. <laughs>